0: to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw.
1: And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland. nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
0: <laughs> we are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way.
1: Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks, and today... Today. Today, we just kind of shoot the bull.
0: Yep we're We're getting the breeze going, and then we're tossing words out into it
1: into the breeze
0: the proverbial breeze
1: just sitting back with a couple of drinks and just chilling out and I ate all the Cheez-Its already sorry I sh- I should have offered you more,
0: oh, you offered them to me though,
1: yeah, but I mean, I should have like kept offering them to you
0: oh, I was happy with the amount of cheez its I got
1: you're too nice
0: i was it, it was <laughs> it was it was kind of like a nice treat you know when you don't expect to have something and then all of a sudden you're like oh sweet cheese it's and you're just appreciative for those that you have ah
1: uh, i see
0: so it's all good um yeah we're gonna probably talk about some bike things today sure probably gonna talk about some other things too and uh mostly you get to listen to us because we don't have a guest this week
1: because <laughs> why not
0: so i hope you're prepared because that's what you get on this this is Podcast. what's <laughs>
1: happening right now
0: oh <laughs> uh, um,
1: and speaking of what's happening.
0: Oh, no. What's happening? Oh, he beat me to the punch. <laughs> what's happening? Well, uh, tomorrow is the 19th. It's a- that's annual. happening. It's yes, all happening. It's all happening. It's been a busy week in, yeah. in Guthrie land. Um, yeah. Film by bike is tomorrow. So I'm going to go home from this podcast and start getting my kit in order so that I can. Your bib
1: shorts and your your uh, jersey.
0: Exactly. I don't own either of those items, but I'll get them together in my head.
1: How can you call it a
0: kit? Oh, without... well, I guess my kit last year was like a hat and a backpack and a laptop <laughs> in case things broke on site. Right. <laughs> the, well, I guess what I mean by kit is like if something blows up. Well, I have what I need to fix it with me. <laughs> yes, right on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been a good week. Um, got festival film files delivered to the Hollywood. Did some really fun test rides or pre-scout rides for the Filmmaker Ride, which oh, will yeah. be on Sunday. Um, started knocking those out on Sunday, so did two of those back-to-back. It's a gorgeous day and got to go out with some of our volunteer ride leaders for that. Made sure the routes don't have any obstructions on them, and um, just on Tuesday was the last of those. And a super fun route for this year. We're basically doing like a long ride, a medium ride, and a short ride. And the short ride is short, and the long ride is long. Oh. <laughs> so it's a. It's Are a nice you allowed mix to there. say
1: how long the long ride is? Oh
0: yeah, the long ride. I mean, like so long in comparison to rides previous. It is, I think what like 15 16 miles total uh basically we're we're going up into st john's that's
1: a day's worth yeah yeah
0: and it's it's a it's a fast pedal so it's folks who want to go like yep i want to ride Uh, because we've got to make it back to breadwinner for the for the tour (laughs) so (laughs) it'll be uh not like time constraint necessarily but it'll be pretty close to those calls um which is why you test ride it so you can be like oh does that make sense okay well we can we can do it so (laughs) it makes sense (laughs) um yeah that was fun It was a great ride out into St. John's on Tuesday and just kind of kicking up some wetness. We had a really nice storm front move in. and Yes, we did. One of the things I I really like about St. John's, and I don't think this is not necessarily so of other areas in Portland, but um, we went up to Occidental Brewing and then on the ride back as we're coming down or through Willamette Drive, there's this double rainbow over the shipyards or or the industrial area. Yeah, double and you're like, rainbow. Double no joke, double rainbow. Oh um, it's just like the way that the skyline looks, I think coming St. John southwise, you All can just the get way al-
1: across the sky. <laughs> I'm with you. <ya. laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> double rainbow. rainbow. Oh, it's so
2: beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me on Tuesday. <laughs> right on. <laughs> um,
0: yes some of you will understand that some of you will not and that is okay uh the some
1: of you will have to look it up exactly enjoy what we i'm I'm pretty sure folks
0: folks are in with the double rainbow for the most part these days uh yeah so it was it was a gorgeous ride we were we were were rewarded with a double rainbow and some fun little like neat ways to get through north northeast portland um and then what else did i do this week I did a lot of film compilation this week. So, yeah, just like checking, double (laughs) checking, triple checking files. Um, and just, yeah, making sure everything's looking top shape for tomorrow. So, busy week, but a, but a fun week. Um, this is the first time this year that I've been pulling like a full, full schedule at day work. And so it's like you get the day work and then you get the afternoon stuff too. So it's been good, but it's definitely, um, a little bit more than i expected so i'm i'm trying to make good peace with that and i think it's it's mostly settled so um
1: so when you were working at the bike shop mm-hmm. did you like cut back your hours at the bike shop sort of at, at times like this
0: um so at the bike shop i worked like 32 to 36 hours a week uh-huh. and at uh, my current gig i'm very close to 40 most weeks uh, yes and the uh interesting thing about the 32 to 36 is the work hours were nine to six and I had a three day weekend. And so the three day weekend coincided with Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with, Uh and last year with the festival being Friday, it means that you've got three, like 100% open weekend days Uh, that are then like very easy to get that kind of stuff done. Um, So this year it's like work till five and then like do the other stuff, which you would have otherwise been doing at like nine in the morning. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like restarting that work week there um, which is just like a little bit of a, a, a change of pace. So I, um I guess I wasn't expecting it to be what it was but it turned out being fine. I just just more than I expected. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah, no, it's been like kind of a blur. I think one of the interesting things about working on long-term projects is as they come to completion or finality, uh the time kind of gets all wobbly. And so, like this is something that I've worked on since September and it's reaching its You know, conclusion at this point for this year uh, and how much time either like expands or compresses in one's perception is different depending on what like stage in the project you're in. So, like September to November, it's like, ah, that was like very metered very like set periods of time where you know you go do this on thursday friday and you're looking for films and doing contact and that kind of stuff and then the closer and closer you get the more it feels like it just starts to go
2: (laughs) and you're like oh god
0: everything's happening so fast yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like i had i had i had months and months and months and now i've got oh (laughs) i've got three days (laughs) so um yeah we have we all have like timelines for stuff and so it's it's not like there's any surprise to anything. It's, it just is always a surprise to me, the stretch and compression yeah. of things like that. It's, it's very interesting. Similar to like, if you're leaving for a trip and you're like, Oh, I've got all this time. And then like, you realize that your flight is tomorrow and you're like, Oh God,
1: <laughs> what about this thing?
0: Yeah. What about this thing? Or it's kind of like, I, I don't remember if I mentioned on the show before, but my flight to India, I got the, uh, I got the UTC like international, uh, switch incorrect. And so, up until like really yeah up until 20 up until like 32 hours before i thought i was leaving a day later and then i, I was like oh they mean tuesday not monday for arrival, oh, or monday no. not tuesday for yeah, arrival yeah. so like with with like 30 ish hours to go i'm like i have some things i need <laughs> to do <laughs> You know, if I don't want to miss that flight.
1: <laughs> Remember that goodbye dinner we planned? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll see you next month.
0: <laughs> so, you know, just, just that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, it was a good week. Um, I've been getting a chance to do some reading. Speaking of India, I have been working through Midnight's Children by Salman Rushdie, which oh, is a book that I've been wanting and have had recommended a, to me.
1: I, he's a tough writer. You think? I. So I tried to go through satanic verses because that was like the thing you know that for a long time and it was the the work that he did that got a fatwa against him Mm. um, Mm -hmm. which is i do believe since been lifted okay uh but yeah i tried to go through it and i I got maybe two chapters in. Mm-hmm. It was just too beyond me, apparently. I don't know. I, yeah, was also, I haven't read I was also Satanic like, Verses. I, still I'm still wondering... in high school at the time.
0: So. Oh, yeah. High school? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was it a required reading?
1: No. No, okay. no, no, no. No, this is just me being dumb. Well, or not being dumb. No, maybe, you're not dumb. Maybe just jumping in the deep end.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a good deep end to jump in. Um, I've not read Satanic Verses. Like the book. So far, uh, is quite good. Um, and like to its credit, like speaking of the difficulty of reading, like it's not a book you can just kind of like go through and like not pay attention to as, as you're transiting, like you have to really take the time I found, or at least for my understanding of it, you have to, you have to really take the time to be like, oh, yep, this person is related to this person is related to this person. And like, here's the significance of that. But what's it, really interesting, and I'll try to do this without any spoilers. So, like, to to its credit, um, it's not been a fast read for me. Like, I've okay. I've been like approaching, reapproaching, reapproaching.
1: Spoiler alert: not a fast read.
0: Well, not for Guthrie at least. <laughs> um, and I I tend to, I tend to read like about the same pace as I speak, and so um, that's where I get like my mental inflection is is a, is about the same amount if somebody was talking to you do you
1: read to yourself as if you were reading out loud sometimes yeah yeah
0: or like or like passages that i'm having trouble with like you know when you glaze through and you you end up a page down or two pages and you're Uh like i was not paying attention to the last two pages go back i i'll do like a like a read out loud to myself in that um and sometimes there's just really fun passages like you have uh that's one of the like things. how the
1: words are put together and and just like, like with they, each other
0: the mm-hmm. words the choice of word the that's um, one of the things I'm really loving about the book is his choice of descriptive language and how it is woven together like absolute work of art in really? a book like right on I love 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 the writing and so that's actually why I'm like really okay with not going any faster than I've been going is it. Is it feels like that little sip that you take and you just let it like sit there for a while as you digest it. Okay. And then you let it, you let it move through. Um, so I've been trying to finish this book for the better part of four months now. (laughs) And, uh, it was like definitely slow to start. And then I kind of got like one third of the way in. And I don't think it's a slow book. It's just more like there was a lot of stuff going on and I, I didn't, I didn't put the intentionality into it as the book like really asks of you, I feel like. Um, But you get into these passages and like I I tend to exclaim a lot when I'm reading. So I'm not sure. Like if you're around me and I'm reading a book, like I'll absolutely be like, what? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> or, like I'll 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 interact yes, and right uh kind of like Dead Poet Society. Jane always thinks this is super weird, but like I will mark the crap out of a book. Uh I'll bring my pen, I'll like oh, underline yeah. stuff, I'll write stuff. Maddie Carlson might have noticed that with the book I lent her. Oh oh shoot, somebody's calling me. Can we put a pause on this for a second? This uh, is yeah. from Ireland, so I should probably oh, pick shit, up shit, yes.
1: Salman Rushdie. Salman Rushdie. You mark the shit out of a book.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh not all books, but books that I like really get into. Um, and so, yeah, just the language. Like, there's probably a word every other do you, page that I write
1: like, in the margins. Sometimes, okay,
0: it depends. Um, I don't highlight. I'm not a fan of highlighting, but I am a underliner and a parentheses.
1: Why? Why not highlight? Highlighting
0: right? fades and, and tends to look different over time. I I don't know why aesthetically for okay. some reason. It, it jars me out of the read if it's highlighted versus if it's underlined. I feel like I can kind of keep cruising through it, so I can choose to notice what I've notated if I want to or if I don't. But if it's highlighted, it just is like, nope. You're looking at highlighted uh, stuff okay. now. Ugh.
1: So it's like, it's like um, you're you're watching a movie. You get into it. Mm-hmm. Something happens in your periphery, and then like you sort of pull out. And now you can only concentrate on the square, yeah, or the rectangle of it, of the of the screen for a minute before yeah. you like can get back into. If if
0: writing in pen is more like the equivalent of footnotes, uh-huh. highlight highlight is the equivalent of exclamation marks. Okay, so it just yeah, something about it. I mean, <clears throat> I don't I don't mind if like obviously I don't care if people highlight books or not, but like personally, for most yep. of my collection, um, I I. I would Like, I don't have any high letters, so that's probably why. Um, but then also just reading. Yeah, I, I I just like marking in pen. It's Okay. It's, it's how I go. Um, but yeah, there's, like, at least a word every page or other page that I have to look up. And that's, you're like, I'm learning, I'm getting some new vocabulary. Uh, and then the writing is just really, really poetic. Like, you know, some places you can kind of tell it's intentionally so, but most places just the the rhythm and the like pace like if you were to read it out loud it reads really nicely um and there's like several passages where it's just like oh it just feels like this warm like description of something absolutely like either wonderful or terrible happening within what he's talking about um but it's just so well done you just kind of like fall into it it's like it's like sitting in your favorite like couch or sure. just like settling in after like a long day. It's just well, so comforting.
1: That's interesting because a lot of us, I may be speaking out of turn. A lot of us see a story for the narrative, but there is a word choice involved. Oh yeah. You know, language is very intentional. <clears throat> I of the genre fiction that I, that I read. Like of the like fantasy and sci-fi stuff, I don't see that as much. Frank Herbert does it really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, where like you can tell he's intentionally constructing every sentence and like choosing mm-hmm. which word to describe a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Um, and you see this with a lot a lot of novels. I don't see it as much in in some of the more genre fictions mm-hmm. that I've that I've read. It's interesting
0: um, you say that, because Jane and I were actually talking about sci-fi uh, uh-huh, earlier this week, and uh-huh. we were trying to figure out, like, I tend to go more fantasy-leaning, and like, I'll get into sci-fi, but uh-huh. it's it's not, like, I don't pick up sci-fi to read just randomly, except for stuff like Dune, and we were talking about, like, Frank Herbert's writing style. Yeah. It's just so, like, it's such a swell style. Yeah, yeah. It really and gets to me. some
1: extent, also, um, gosh, now I can't even remember his name now. Uh, contact. who is that? Contact. I don't know. I can't believe if it comes Carl Sagan. No, no, not Carl Sagan. (laughs) (laughs) Not Carl Sagan. Never mind. No, see, you could have you could have pulled that over on me. (laughs) No, no, I couldn't have because because other people would be like, that is definitely not it. (laughs) Uh. But he was really close with Carl Sagan. So that same Hawkins? era no 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 he wasn't actually a scientist oh, okay. I mean he I'm was trying. a writer uh, 2001
0: that that dude oh see that's a troublesome one for me because I just say Stanley Kubrick
1: that's the film yep <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Space Odyssey yeah. Contact Author this is Uh, Arthur C. Clarke.
1: Yes, Clark. Okay. Anyways, he's another one that do- that does that, that. Oh, okay. Like is very uh, intentional about okay. how how he like the narrative is definitely there, but he doesn't sacrifice the construction of a sentence for the narrative.
0: Okay. Nice. <clears throat> the um, yeah, I'll I'll give two thousand one a try. That's one like I. Honestly, I had a hard time getting through the full movie.
1: I skipped ahead. Yeah, in the book. Okay, I, went I feel like I could all revisit the way it. to the last one and read that one, and then went back to the beginning and, and read them.
0: Nice. The um, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a check out there. I think the most interesting thing. And so, how far did you get into um, Salman Rushdie's the two I'm, chapters? Two chapters. Oh, two okay.
1: chapters. That's
0: it. So, so one of the interesting things and i'm not sure if he does it in in that one but within midnight's children um if you know your backstory or like your history for english uh domination slash empire building and uh subjugation of countries at that period of time Uh the transfer india pakistan conflict like uh that kind of jazz what is so amazing is how he tells the story from like a very personal narrative and then there's these these huge huge like like uh i don't i don't actually want to use that word these very large (laughs) elements being dropped into the text which like you could read it and then if you like read like prehistory of india and go into a lot of the like cultural and politic of the country through that period of time you'll realize that like through the story he's just like really covering so much of the turmoil but through like the lens completely unlike that which you would see in a historical fiction or something like that it's it's a very fascinating book huh yeah anyway i i i'm not done with it but i highly recommend it and i'm, I'm enjoying every page of it so uh where were we at oh yeah my week so that, that,
1: that's what i've been doing for fun and that was day one no. <laughs>
0: yeah no it's it's a great book um Really enjoying that, and mo- like enjoying it in the sense of looking forward to picking up more reading. Uh, right on. well, Getting back on the book binge.
1: Speaking of reading, you know where is an excellent place to do a little bit of reading? Where would that be? That would be the Beer Mongers on Southeast Division and 12.
0: Why? Yeah. They also have um, some great beverages that we're they drinking. They do.
1: I actually didn't get this one at the Beer because it wasn't available, but I wanted... You know, every now and then you're just in the mood for a macro brew. I know that feel. (laughs) And I got myself a Coke in a can. Nice.
0: I've got a...
1: I also wanted the caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Caffeine can be good.
1: <laughs>
0: I, uh, I was, what, three cups of coffee today? It's been a long day. That's it? <laughs> That's it? Three, three for me? Yeah. Well, usually I do 15, but I'm cutting back.
2: <laughs> right
0: uh, on. I'm having a Pyramid Outburst Imperial IPA, an oldie-goldie, and uh, a very tasty one. Ah, uh, how was your week, Aaron?
1: Oh, it's a, it's one of those things, like, so with with film by bike, this is sort of like a, a question slash trying to – this is Aaron trying to uh, uh, sort through his, his thoughts and feelings in the form of a question. So with film by bike, mm-hmm. do you – you're ramping up. It's like prep, 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 mm-hmm. prep. And then like you had mentioned earlier, like, oh, shit. Okay. It's here. Let's get – let's get going it's kind of i'm feeling kind of in that way
3: mm-hmm.
1: only it's like here comes the end for the school year <laughs> for the school year yeah yeah <laughs> Here it comes
0: it's happening i've heard about it since september
1: <laughs> i can see that finish line yeah and you do you've done some running in school, oh, like yeah. competitive running, mm-hmm. you know, were you long distance or? Yeah. Cross country. Okay. Well, so, so I,
0: I did track and, and cross country. Okay.
1: I was always, I was always a sprinter
3: mm-hmm.
1: in track. Um, but I would do like some longer distance to like stay in shape and mm-hmm. stuff like that. <clears throat> and whenever it got to a point to where like the finish line was like no longer abstract, mm-hmm. but attainable. Yeah. I would break out into a dead sprint, you know, until the end.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I kind of feel like I want to do that, but you know, that's not going to move that last day of school yeah. any closer. You man. can't run any faster at like, that clock. <laughs> right. Right. Like, all right, I've sorted all these papers. I've filed all of these complaints. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've double checked all these route changes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we're done and the last day of school is still the 12th yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah but you're close but but we're getting close we're getting there nice um
0: i picture yeah. i picture not not like florida man equivalent but like Oregon bus driver drops off and picks up students fourteen times to finish school year early. (laughs) Right, (laughs) get back on. All right, get off. All right, okay, come back on.
1: All right, we're done. We're done. We've made. I've made my required trips. (laughs)
0: Technicalities. (laughs) See you next
1: year. Uh, um, Uh. I I think it's also in part because this will be my first summer since starting uh, my job at PBS. Oh, that I taken the summer off oh yeah okay um every other summer i've i've always worked through the summer uh and i am in a position financially and i think also sort of with my own personal anxiety um and my relationship with like having we talked earlier off the record about like having to accomplish stuff or having like the american relationship with work Mm -hmm. um Yeah, I think I'm at a point where, like, I think I can be okay with not punching a clock for the summer. Yeah. And still, like, not shame myself for being lazy.
0: Well, it's not even lazy.
1: Well, no, because shit will get done. (laughs) Well, I... And, well, yeah, yeah. go ahead. No, you're fine. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, and not in the, like, I've accomplished stuff, but, like, there's something to be said about just... Just sitting and and resting, mm-hmm. but then also like I got some plans. Yeah, I'm gonna be out camping. I'm gonna be out biking. You gonna
0: do the solo trip this year? Uh, we will see. I won't let you forget it.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't believe like I actually like did the pinky square though. That's
0: true. Hey, you want a pinky square? Nope. Oh God dang it!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. I'm pretty tired, but I'm not that tired yet. All right.
0: Well, drink up. You're right. Right. <laughs> the, uh, no, it's, I'm, I'm, I, 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 rib you, but I, I truly am challenged by choice. So uh, if I rib you right. too much, just tell me. Oh, no, you're off. fine. You're fine. All right. All right. Um, yeah. What trips are you looking to do?
1: Um, always got to start with Stub Stewart. Okay. It's just, you know, that's, that's kind of, it's the one that, Gets the snowball moving, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, really want to get to Shampooey okay. sometime. Nice. I've, I've actually never been there. It's a nice park.
0: Yeah. Speaking of And it's just fun running. to say. Yeah. It's Shampoo Egg, right?
1: <laughs> so, I've only ever heard it out loud for the longest time when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen Shampoo Egg hmm on a map but i never made the connection that those were like the same thing gotcha like shampoo is also champoeg mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's spelled that way yeah um i was
0: definitely that and, way until i visited in person uh-huh because you like you're going i-5 and you're somewhere between salem and portland mm-hmm. hey there's that one thing oh oh and, wait that's how it is
1: <laughs> and speaking of salem i think i might need to ride down to salem yeah. more than once well, this you- summer
0: We've got a good reason now. Yes, I would say we should ride down to Salem at least once. Yes, given that you'll have the summer off and we'll technically have the same weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we should talk about this. Our executive producer Brock Titus has finally made the leap. Um, anyone who follows him on the social media probably already knows this. Um, but yeah, our, our our executive producer,
0: our fearless leader, our
1: fearless leader inventor of the sprocket podcast uh is now living in salem yeah he's raising, raising a family per se doing his dad job the move was fun the move was fun so we, yeah we all we all went there over the weekend gosh mm-hmm. it seems like so long ago doesn't it yeah it really does <laughs> it really does <laughs> that and it, was it saturday was just, Aaron. it was just last saturday holy uh, shit
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's been that kind of week
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it's one of the few times that I've broken down and taken ibuprofen.
0: Mm. Did you get hurt?
1: No. Oh, okay. I'm just old. And yeah. it wasn't even, like, the lifting and carrying of stuff. hmm It was those damn stairs, man. Oh, yeah.
0: That was a stair climb. <laughs> and
1: I can never just go upstairs. Okay. I don't know if you ever saw me, like, try to take stairs before.
0: Uh, I- Honestly, didn't notice. Yeah. I don't think I noticed.
1: It's a terrible habit, but I... Do you walk I up just, them
0: backwards or...
1: N- <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I like run up them.
0: Oh, gotcha.
1: Um, and usually like taking like two or three at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good way to get a workout.
1: I guess. <laughs> you know, but, you know, do that for every box you have to move. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, there's that conundrum <laughs> of like, do I save the back and like take a lighter load but do more stairs or do I do less stairs oh. and lift a heavier load
1: yeah we needed to like install a pulley system and a platform that mm. like out of the window
0: could have just gotten just... some like like 2 by 4 oh yeah that would work too I was thinking making make him a slide and just oh, be like yeah. all right all your stuff's at the bottom <laughs>
1: <laughs> would it, would have helped I think the pulley's a lot that. more elegant <laughs> would have helped for moving that couch man
0: I was really like impressed with the couch move. Honestly, really? Oh yeah, like, like,
1: like was, it was light or no? It was oh, a heavy freaking oh, yeah, couch. It was a heavy, but couch. like,
0: it somehow got down the stairs, and I don't really remember the time between lifting it and the it time was, between like putting it in it the truck. It wasn't
1: too much trouble, I it, suppose.
0: Yeah, it was the weight on it is interesting. Um, like we're talking any more couch or any less stair, and it just wouldn't fit. Right. So. I felt pretty good about that navigation.
1: How it got up there in the first place is still, still a bit of, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good move. I had fun. I, you know, like some Saturdays uh, or the weekend, you, you're just like toasted out after a week of work and there's that temptation to be like, oh, I'll take it like super mellow and then like noon o'clock rolls around and then you like roll into <laughs> your day, but you're not feeling yeah. super great about it. Yeah. For me, something about a nine o'clock move, like it gives you that excuse to like really get out there in the morning and yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed
1: helping Brock move. (laughs) (laughs) And almost as much as I enjoyed helping Brock move, I enjoyed the pizza afterwards.
0: Oh, nice. Yes. That was good pizza.
1: Yes. Ranch, man. Mm -hmm. They know what's up.
0: Yeah, we don't usually drop too too many names on no, the show, but no, if you're up in North but, Portland, check out Ranch. Yep. They're they're pretty solid.
1: Yep. Um Oh. We should mention big be- with the move. Mm-hmm. Um I almost lost all my stuff oh, in yeah. the move.
0: I wasn't gonna bring it up. <laughs> but if you oh, t- really? if you want to touch on it
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can't bring it up. It's- all right, fair enough.
0: I didn't want to like make you feel bad about it. Or oh, anything. <laughs>
1: I don't feel I, it's it's com- it's comedic. It's uh, yeah, funny. exactly. Like I thought it's, it was. It was. Yeah. Just,
0: it was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> what so regalous. I mean, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with my stuff. I didn't want to leave them on the bike, you know, locked up on the street. Certainly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, my uh, handlebar bag and my saddle bag, and so I just brought them up on the porch and you know just started moving everything and then we got everything moved and i when i went back on the porch because it was like donuts and coffee Mm -hmm. like sitting there too um so i thought like okay surely this stuff isn't gonna be like moved anytime soon possibly will be the last stuff moved Mm -hmm. and i went back up on the porch and there's nothing there what <laughs> where'd it go and same with my bags yeah and so i'm like uh guys <laughs> this it was literally like we're all just like okay we're done you know everybody who's going to salem let's go yeah all you stand goodbye <laughs> uh, wait, wait, and here, wait, wait a minute, a minute. Uh, guys we packed my bags
0: oh uh, it was <laughs> does it
1: anyone has anyone seen these things
0: i think my favorite part of it was like maybe five minutes before that brock was talking about the virtues of having like mostly backpacks and bike bags as like <laughs> moving apparatus yeah and he's like the easy thing is it's all either like a bike bag or a backpack so like <laughs> it's made to it,
1: be carried it's made to fit in <laughs>
0: right so like of course of course, like your kit looked just like all the other <laughs> kit that was going into the back of that van, yet nobody could tell the difference. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. And uh. I, I was kind of joking with Aaron, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder Father of We Were um, <laughs> I was kind of joking with him and I I kind of felt bad afterwards. I should have actually reconnected with him, but this will be my, my apology. Hi, here Aaron. The- Here's your atonement. Yes. <laughs> He's like, was it those yellow bags that we packed? And I kind of like snap back like, "Come on, <laughs> am I going to have yellow bags? Look at me!"
0: <laughs> oh, I want to. I want to like get you a really like cheap set of yellow panniers for your, your birthday or something. <laughs> like, or, or or like any set of panniers, <laughs>
1: <laughs> any color any other color. than black. So,
0: no black's are great. Color. I've
1: been I've been looking into getting like a new set of uh front bags. Ooh, front panniers. Do talk, and I. I like Ortlieb. They make a good product. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. But their new black bag, not as black as their old black bag.
0: Oh, you're talking the grayish black?
1: Yeah. Shit.
0: So I saw one of those on my ride home today. And you know what my brain said?
1: Aaron would like that. No, I was actually like,
0: that's a good looking Ortlieb. I would get one of those.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can get those. That's great. Oh. (laughs)
0: yeah not a not a fan of the I, what would you call it like slate gray or like maybe a like yeah gran- it's slate n- not granite slate or obsidian gra- gray uh, eh. slate is a slate. good
1: is it, and you know it's not terrible i probably would live with it
0: mm-hmm. it is definitely not black
1: but exactly
0: <laughs> i did a um review of the tule pack and petal pannier i feel oh, like yeah? it's a very similar color to that one okay it wasn't of, like, super kind review, but mainly because I didn't think the pannier was very great. Oh, so
1: not because of it wasn't black enough. The
0: attachment system was very, very wonky. Like,
1: Is it as bad as Ortlieb's QL3 or whatever? Uh, so yeah, I think it was a QL3 is what the, they
0: called it. Like, getting into the attachment game talk here, <laughs> the QL3, I think, still beats it out. And the main thing that I was not a big fan of on the too late like i think they've gotten better about it they they've had a couple of iterations i honestly i feel a bit bad but like not so bad because like i didn't not tell my feelings about it and that's always i guess on the website type of deal is like if somebody sends you some kit to review you always feel like oh well i've got to like do a good job and they like, they you, went
1: to all the trouble to send me yeah, this thing but
0: but like realistically yeah. the job i better do is just to give my honest like opinion about it and I to, mean, like not be an asshole how, but like, how
1: else could they improve their p- product yeah, if everybody just, just sounded, goes like this is great yeah. Should, yeah
0: well anyway. you know so i i like i definitely was not very charitable in the review okay. but i felt like it wasn't a super great bag so it's well, since improved and uh, there you go who, who see? knows
1: see <laughs> and maybe it wouldn't have improved if you They were didn't like, send me a second a good- one but that's okay
0: <laughs> 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 I'd rather keep my integrity uh, the 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 I, I, have a thing I again. think
1: that's a good that's a good policy though yeah
0: <laughs> I mean that's like you live by that or you just I, I, I like there's so few review sites that I will trust online mmm the only review sites I will read are those that have a very explicit policy in regards to sponsored stuff. Oh, or really? Kit. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, if, if, if I don't know that, like, something was promoted or sponsored or free, like, I'll almost only read reviews for things that somebody actually purchased, put through the ringer, and then, like, gave their honest critique about. Because I... Just that bias factor online, like it's the same reason why YouTube now has to like literally it has to say like paid review or sponsored review. Oh, right, um, right, right. It's that transparency, and as soon as you lose that transparency, all bets are off. Right, and I think it's incredibly important to keep that. Um, and there's some that uh, like do a very good job of that. I think my like do shine- you,
1: do you read product reviews like by users.
0: Um, sometimes I like you know. It- my search for product reviews is i'll usually like do cast a wide net and then quickly narrow it down to folks that i'm like yep that's legit instead of just the same blurb of every other thing that's the same as every other blog on every other like (laughs) page you can tell pretty quickly casper
1: mattress reviews (laughs) it's funny you (laughs) mentioned that like
0: i've almost i've there's a there's a youtube channel that is uh Get stuff by Casper, and I really respect their work. But I'm almost at the point of not watching them anymore because I'm because like,
1: of the Casper. I can't trust three. you. <laughs> so, I, I love
0: you so much, and I can't oh. keep going. Uh, that's that's a side story. But getting back to <laughs> Panier attachment systems, the, oh yes, the, <laughs> the QL3. I wrote it down, so I remembered the <laughs> the the thing um, that I think the QL3 still has or had over that version of the Toule. Um, bag was that you could still do a drop down attach and what I mean by that is if you get your bag flush with your rack provided you've got the um, hook opener pulled so that you can slide onto the bars it slides down and it slides down onto the bars. The Thule is uh, one in which it's got these um, hooks which require you to pull them and then align the bag exactly with the bars which like what if it's dark? Well good luck putting on your pannier.
1: Oh what
0: if um, like, one of the springs stops to work as well? Good luck putting on your pannier. And like in the course of it, um, I had a lot of difficulty. And I think it was exposed by how used to I was with the Ortlieb QL1, or maybe it was QL2, uh, just how freaking nice that system is to put off and on a bike very quickly, that it was just a sore thumb kind of sticking out on that bag. So it, I've heard they've reworked it. Um, I really like the ability... In my brain to just know if it's flush, let it, let it, let it, you know, let gravity take its course, right? right? right. And and you're on, you are and on, hundred percent of the about it Like, yeah, that's important to me.
1: So I don't know how secure the Toule attachment is or no, anything not, like. Not as much. <laughs> okay, at least that version. Like again,
0: I haven't tried their but I could also improved.
1: see like some engineer like design this and like presented as like this is the most efficient most secure way of of putting a bag onto a rack or whatever Mm. and you come up with your problems with this attachment and the engineer going like well it's because you're doing it wrong if you do it in just this way it's gonna be you know and yeah it's i don't i don't know for sure i'm just sort of presupposing because that that's kind of how a lot of products get through, right? I
0: think, I think honestly, it's more sinister than that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, if I had to guess, knowing the bike industry, it's oh, or at least has a patent on this. Well, what's the we next best way we can do this? The patent. Oh, yeah. 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 That unfortunately, like, if if I could snap my fingers and make one thing change about the bike industry, it would be open standards for the most common like attachment systems and that kind of stuff and there's a lot of stuff that runs on like very similar things but think about it like what if you could get a bag that didn't compete on the attachment system but that competed on the material and the accessory or or such and like obviously the way it is right now is perfectly what it is right like the attachment system is a factor in choosing what bag you get oh definitely but um you know like just like we have standards for usb 3.0 or something i was like what if we just made the ortley attachment or let's have a consortium let's get together a standard for bag attachment systems decide on a standard and people who know xkcd will be like well that's n plus one standard ah. so good luck with that right but you well, know that and- degree of like if it's a great idea i if i don't know i feel like if i owned a bike company that like stumbled on the gold of like the really freaking nice way to do it i would be and hold me to this. If it ever happens, I would be the (laughs) first person to be like, please, everybody feel free to rip the shit off because this is great. And this honestly makes biking better.
1: And isn't that why we have like so many different kinds of bottom bracket standards. Yeah. it's Like someone comes up with something and is like, this is mine, that one. And we're going to, we're going to like, yeah. Engineer the shit out of this one.
0: To my impression, bottom brackets specifically are Uh a bit more of a mixed bag. Um, as it would be told, because like the ISO or not ISO, the uh, JIS standard for like yes. square taper bottom brackets, those are all just so established. Typically within the bottom bracket space, you see, and this is again like Guthrie's opinion, uh, you see standards competing with novelty, competing with marketing. And so, like, sometimes it's because it's one or 2% better. On paper or something like that. Other times, you've got folks trying to solve a problem. Other times, you have certain design requirements. And so, for example, as as things get like as bottom brackets gets larger and more stiff, if you will, uh-huh. I think that's a lot of what drives the evolution in that space. But it's not necessarily to avoid the patent or the copyright. Uh, okay, in, in my like impression, um, so I think a good example of that would be. Uh not maybe not Chris King bottom brackets but there's there's uh, some folks out of Bend I'm forgetting the name it's maybe Ruckus Composite uh but they came out with like this bottom bracket standard which there's there's sealed cup there's non-sealed so like you basically have these certain design criteria you know who we should get in here we should get Dennis in here He's he's an engineer. He used to work for Lausanne. Okay, and uh, he he warm showered with me once, and he lives in Portland now. So Dennis, if you're, you're I'm gonna <laughs> you're send listening. you an email. I would love <laughs> to talk bottom bracket standards with you, or light standards, or any other standards within the bike industry. We'll Just talk standards. Exa- I mean, like, yes, it, it's it's a good thing to talk about because, like, if you,
1: I will, in all honesty, I don't think I. Re- I mean, I know that there's some out there. Mm-hmm. There's there's plenty out there. actually. Yeah. I, don't think I know the how many or how wide of a variety of standards there are. It's out there.
0: it's generally an n plus one, and it it what it either comes really? down to is like you 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 get a little bit of gain, but you sacrifice like interoperability, and so like that's always the trade. Is like yeah, this is a little bit better, with the caveat. That I will only be able to do this. And like, this thing. if I break down yeah. at this place or this place, what I need to fix will be impossible to do. And so you just have to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, like, for example, my Surly outside is running a like uh, square taper JIS bottom bracket. Because right. like if I break down anywhere in the world, I kind of want to be able to put another bottom bracket in there. And that's what's great about Surleys and a lot of other bikes that are built around some of the more universal standards. Um, but when you get into like the specialized field, it might not be a big deal to take that leap because you're going to get that one or two or 5% or whatever it is. And, you know, when it breaks, you're probably going to be riding close enough to the shop that you bought it from, or at least within the U.S. or a country that has that easily sourceable.
1: Um or in an environment that has, like, maybe spares. Like, you yeah. might be on a team in which, like, you know, your team Your mechanic has, brought 30 yeah, extra yeah, bottom yeah. brackets or right, something. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is the external cup or the press fit. Mm-hmm. Um, the press fits, you know, are really, really great until they're not. Right. and And then they start creaking and you've got all sorts of stuff going on. So, you you say, like, cool, I'm great with that trade-off. But I think mostly on the consumer side or, like, the purchasing side shop's ability to like communicate the pros and cons of each decision like to be able to really be like yeah all of these are great choices but all of these choices also come with trade-offs and so i from that perspective um i just really appreciate like shops that are able to be like yeah you're like you're making a great choice because you're choosing because this is what sounds like is best for you and that is very well likely the case um all of all choices come with trade-offs And so, just having shops that are communicative of those trade offs, I think, are um, really doing well by their customers. Basically, right on. Yeah, but standards are totally an N plus one. (laughs) Like it it, overall. Really? Oh yeah.
1: Well, like no, that that makes sense. Like Like,
0: push back on that, but that's been my experience.
1: Well, and now I'm I'm thinking, and I'm I'm about to kick over another (laughs) like. Hornet's nest, I'm sure
0: it's all good. We've Uh, needed some comments, we've been low on the comments (laughs) lately. That's true, that's true. (laughs) Let's
1: let's generate some controversy. No, this is like not very controversial at all. Um, other than the fact that when we were building our Pugsley, Mm -hmm. there was some consternation over what uh headset, Mm. uh bearings we needed okay. or not not just the little bearings but the the whole yeah, system what the headset, assembly yeah what headset assembly we needed mm-hmm. and i was just like it's a, it's a headset you just just get a headset mm-hmm. you know well we need to have the right size and i'm like okay well let's get some calipers and measure it mm-hmm. it's not that simple yeah it's, it's
0: a little bit involved you know,
1: and and it's cool and it's it's fine i again didn't realize like exactly how many different sizes or types of of headsets there mm-hmm. were out, out there or headset standards there were out there. Yeah. Um even with within surly which is, you know, that's just one brand mm-hmm. of of bicycle um still like their fat bikes have a different headset size than mm-hmm. than their touring bikes and yeah. and whatever.
0: Yeah, and I so of of the things that change and are driven, like if you had stiffness as your ultimate criteria, that I think that's a lot of what drives uh, innovation within the bottom bracket in the headset realm. Other yeah. bike components, not as much. Uh, but you'll see, for example, uh Commotion was the first one to really pioneer that super big thick tube for the front headset. Oh, really? Yeah, for the steerer tube. Yeah, and that's because it's really freaking stiff. So like when you've got a bunch loaded up on there. Um, for the longest time, if you wanted to be able to bomb down a hill with 80 pounds of gear on your front fork, the commotion would do that very nicely right. for you. Um, and they still do it great salsa kind of took a page out of that book and they're now doing the same size right. for their steerer yeah. tube. So you'll see that, you know, when you get into you want to you want to have that firmness or that stiffness uh stiffness lateral you know whatever Uh, (laughs) lateral
1: tension there's like
0: (laughs) i i I joke but like there's something to be said you know you throw more metal you throw a larger diameter at it you throw a solid fork and instead of um like the traditional surly fork has a bit of flex whereas the commotions are relying more on a size of front tube to be that shock absorber rather than the fork itself uh it all comes down to choice. And so I think the okay. important thing is understanding like what your end goal is and then finding or making those decisions along the way that allow you to meet that goal. Because if you don't have a well-defined endpoint, you're probably not going to end up with good decisions that led you to that.
1: I see what you're saying. Because you're just going to like throw on whatever will will fit yeah. per se. Or, or
0: mm-hmm. you'll be like, wow, this is really kind of... Uh, get some speed wobble up there uh-huh. uh-huh. surly's so uh <laughs> you know and that's great because you
1: just need to throw some paneers on the front of that yeah
0: or <laughs> upgrade to their salsa line which has the larger steer tube yeah,
1: that's, that's true. <laughs> so
0: yeah. I, it's all like kind of market segmentation to a to a degree um uh-huh. i if you're ever so some like i i know i plug them pretty often but like no joke russ is on the ball for like I think is analysis of what's happening within standards in the bike industry. Like if you ever want to watch like a well thought out review, check out the pathless pedaled stuff because they will give it to you about as straight as you can get it. Yeah. Um, and I think they do a really nice job of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, and they definitely like aren't biased in any way. Like they do their best to give you a really honest, I
0: think everybody is biased, but they're well aware of their bias (laughs) and they're not, they're not trying to like hide that bias from you their bias is like we think everybody should bike and gravel grinding's fun <laughs> and you don't have to wear lycra <laughs> and if you want to wear lycra that's fine that's cool but like too. <laughs> you know no no hate um yeah it, i think it's more it, like and this is i think within most things is within the bike world within uh general life like everybody has bias and so it's less of like there, there's that like golden rule of like, well, I'm going to try to be as least biased as possible. I kind of prefer the approach of like aiming at that, but then being like fully full disclosure. Like these are my biases, so at least other people interacting with that knowledge or um like uh mindset can be aware of that and then make a very good decision because you know all of your factors instead of like eighty percent of them or right. something like that. Ah. It just allows you to make a better decision humans are biased right i'm sorry it, no no <laughs> it's a thing <laughs> no no it's it's a thing
1: and like you're right to say like anything has no bias like that's yeah I mean, there's that's this a bit naive this myth you're, of yeah. objectivity perhaps yep,
0: yep. um you, you know unless we're going back to uh oh gosh what's his name the muckrakers back in the 1920s oh yeah your your golden age of journalism the golden um, the golden age is well past. gosh it's, in some his ways. name
1: just hearst william randolph hearst yes. yes thank you
0: um yeah yeah i mean like the same same deal with the review sites like why why do these days there's a huge push to put like this was sponsored by or this was paid for it's like well now you know that bias right so you can make a better decision steps forward (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so bikes standards they're fun (laughs) dennis i'm gonna send you an email
1: oh man i cannot wait for that one that's gonna be a fun one yeah
0: he's a fun guy yep um what else should we talk about that is bike or not bike related
1: Um, I don't, it's somewhat bike related. It's certainly what's going on in my life anyway. Uh, And I don't know if I've, I've made this public, but now's uh, your chance. Now's my, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I know I may have mentioned it in last episode, but, uh, Anna got her transfer. She's yeah. coming back from Minneapolis. Woohoo. Yeah. We need a yeah. sounder for that, honestly. <laughs> well just uh I don't know. That might be might be copyrighted to get like the the Homer woohoo. Oh but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Really excited. June first, man. Like that's not even like she's getting her transfer and then like, okay, so just two months from now. No, like, like it's next like week. next week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for you. It's it's really not been as long, you know, chronologically. It's been eight months, mm-hmm. but it's been a long ass eight months, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> I yeah. didn't, I didn't really think, and and when we were coming into this, you know, okay, she couldn't have been placed at a better airport for her base airport, mm. Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Awesome city. In fact, there's a little part of me that's kind of sad that. She's coming back already.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And to be clear, that's not because I don't want her to come back. It's because I want to have another excuse to like go to Minneapolis. Yeah. Not that, you know, I I guess I need an excuse per se. I'm picking up what but, you're putting down. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> falling backwards with my backpedaling here. It's all um, good. Really excited that she's she's coming back to stay. Very happy. But um, it's just been a long eight months mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh,
0: you can get some pedal palooza rides.
1: We are going to pedal palooza the shit out of pedal palooza. Nice. Yeah. June 1st. So <laughs> at work, at work today, I, I was talking about like, you know, June's coming up and like, yeah, I can't wait for June 1st, man. And one of my friends at work was like, cause coming home. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, uh, but also yep. <laughs> pedal Palooza. And he's like, yes, but Anna's coming home. Yes. But, but also, also. <laughs> Anna, I know you're listening. I love you very much. You know that. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Speaking of pedal Palooza though, mm-hmm. we should talk slightly a little bit more. We've got, Podcast Palooza coming up Podcast on Palooza. the 14th.
0: It's a Friday. Yes. You don't come have anything out. happening the other hang day with anyway. Us.
1: That's right. Well, you probably no, do. None but of the other rides us. are going to be that great. I don't even know what it, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the other rides are. Kirk's this, probably listening. He's like, oh, they said they were going to oh. go on my alley cat ride. Okay, go on the alley or, cat. Not the alley cat, then, the then, alley ride. Go on the alley ride and then come hang out at Podcast yes. Palooza.
0: Or better yet, go to shift twobikes.org that's 2 as in the number the 2 the number 2 and just put a bunch of them on your calendar yes like as yes. many as you can even if you're not going to go just put them on your calendar cuz you never know
1: well and i've found anyways that if i don't like have the calendar ahead of time and i like you know circle or highlight the ones mm-hmm. that i want to go that like a day will go by and be like oh i don't think i have any that I want to go on today and like not even bother looking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like there's something about the act of like notating or, or making a note that makes you remember mm-hmm. that you've got something going on, you know, but or like, it at least makes you remember like, Oh wait, did I write something down on that day? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Oh, but look at this other one that I saw. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I, know.
0: I, I may, I should check cause I do this manually most years is oh, yeah. I'll actually put them on its own like line line item for my calendar okay. so you can like toggle it off and on yeah and you just you just like put as many as you can and then if you feel overwhelmed you just toggle it off and then if you're like oh i've got some free time <gasps> whoa this is happening <laughs> like it's like that yeah, little easter yeah. egg that oh, you don't cool. have to yeah, yeah. have to work as hard for <laughs> uh,
1: bowie and bowie and prince ride it's making a comeback coming back and i'm mentioning that is that a Quebec? Quebec okay. and and diavolo yep nice and uh prince forever apparently is still happening separate from Bowie Prince. Okay. So that's cool. But I'm mentioning Bowie, Bowie Prince number 10, by the way, um, because I was having a conversation with my niece and asking like, Hey, Mark, the rides that you want to go. Like I gave her a copy of the shift calendar or, you know, sent mm-hmm. her a link. Yeah. I said like, look at the rides that you want to go on, plan your time over here. For the, you know, for the rides you want to go on, and mm-hmm. she said, "Okay, how's the twenty first through the 27th? And so she didn't tell me what rides she wanted to go on. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Let's let's try that." Mm-hmm. And I'm looking. Then I got curious after the conversation, and I'm looking, and Bowie Prince is right in there. Kabow. I'm like, she better be wanting to go on the Bowie Prince ride because yeah. she's gonna have to go on the Bowie Prince ride with us.
0: I mean. <laughs> There's a lot of rides in Palooza, but the Bowie Prince is a very special man. ride. It's
1: yes. Yes. Very special for me.
0: The uh um, I'm glad Diablo's back at it. So like first Oh, he's first, never quit, man. I first year in Portland story, like that yeah. is uh his rides is one ride that I can still go right back to the first year I landed in town. And it was a grunge ride, which was I think like nirvana versus bush or something like that okay yeah i was on the nirvana crew but yeah just like riding around (laughs) he's got his like trailer just like chatting with him blasting music riding through you know southeast uh diablo puts on a fun ride yeah i'll just just put it that way some of my some of my most memorable rides
1: yeah um he's done a lot of the legacy ride run dmc Mm -hmm. versus beastie boys um he does now Last year was the first time I saw it, but I'm sure he's done it in previous years. He'll do just the Diablo ride mm-hmm. where he'll just blast tunes and you just kind of hang out riding oh, yeah. with him. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. There was like one year where I think he took a bit of a hiatus and I was like, uh-huh. super sad because I looked at the calendar. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, what happened? So, I'm so, so happy he's, you know, he's been back in the running for a while, but yeah. 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 Always a good one. Yeah, I think like if I were to give a theme to my feelings about Plusa, it's, all the rides are good. All the rides are fun.
1: All the rides are <laughs> like, there's, good. There's not yes. actually a pedal
0: palooza ride that I don't like because they're all super right. great. Yeah. 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 Like, what if you could go to something? I
1: ha- I will go to f- as far as to say I've not been on a pedal palooza ride that I haven't liked.
0: Yeah. You know, I would say the same is true for me.
1: And there's a lot of pedal palooza rides where I'll just jump on and go like, uh, ah, let's see what this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is.
0: Totally. You know? You might be doing Shakespeare in the park or right. you might be dressed you, you in might a be tuxedo riding like riding down to, Southeast. Yeah.
1: You might be riding around <laughs> listening to everybody speak German yep. and not know what they're saying, but you're still having fun.
0: Precisely. You might be sunny naked, not on a world naked bike ride day. <laughs> That's true. You just never know. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a good bit of fun. Uh, speaking of which I have not yet cause I, it's just totally slipped the mind train, I should probably add the Guthrie ride on there before the calendar solidifies. Oh my solidifies. god,
1: you have not added the Guthrie ride. Well, I
0: put the sprocket ride on <laughs> podcast Palooza. I was like, okay. I? Well, yeah, I, you, you can. You I've can been get on the fence a little this it. year, really. I, I mean, just a little because, like, so there's this. It's not that I don't like doing the ride. I love doing the ride. The feeling of like, well, it's it's fourth year, and uh-huh. sometimes I think that. There are certain rides which are picked up or dropped, or certain rides which either like grow in intensity or fade in in like the the mind sphere, if you will, of of attendees. And so this year, more than most, um, like I kind of just wanted to see what the calendar did and to see what kind of populates in there because it's important to me. To consider that ride in the context of all of the rides and to be like, well, if there's something else that's really freaking cool that's going on a Friday, like, that's one of the reasons I always try to schedule it on a night that has a drinking ride that um, is not, it's like polar opposite maybe to the experience that one would get from the Guthrie ride. Right. The Guthrie
1: ride is pretty chill.
0: It's Yeah, it's very chill. Like there's one stop, it's a 10 minute stop and like, sure you can bring a drink if you want, but it's certainly not part of the mon- or not part of the like necessary. Um, and so I like to offer that as I like would, a nice, uh, like a, like a taste different, different differentiator sure, sure. A to compliment what else is going on.
1: Or, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. I would say it's sort of the other end of the spectrum. And, and I don't mean like an opposite or in, in opposition, mm-hmm. but like say the loud and lit, mm-hmm. which is, Essentially, a roving party. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's fun. It's loud. It's, it's lit. lit. <laughs> um,
3: oh, it is so you know, lit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas the Guthrie ride, it, it's it's just chill. Yeah, it's long. It's chill. It's a ride, and yeah, and it's a ride. But it's it's fun. Totally in its own way. Like, and not God, that sounded terrible. It's just it's fun. I'm what, sorry, Aaron, You
0: think I'm fun in my <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Exactly. You're f-
1: but, it, you know, if you're looking for Loud and Lit, go to Loud and Lit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking for, like, like some kind of, like, blast, quote-unquote mm-hmm. blast, you're probably not going to find it at the Guthrie ride. Oh, no. Is that, that's fair to say. Oh,
0: yeah. I yeah. mean, the Guppy ride is, like, do you want to do a ride at night that is not drinking or weed-centric and goes 23 miles, has one stop in the middle, and is otherwise generally just riding? Then go on the Guthrie ride. Um, I think I, yeah, I, I'm probably going to go home and put it on the calendar now that we talked about it. I've, I've decided. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason is because I wrote it uh, a couple of weeks ago. And
1: Oh, you did actually ride it. Oh, though. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like here's. The, I think the, you
1: mentioned this in a previous episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, the genesis literally of the ride is like when a good friend comes to town or like somebody I really want to take on a ride around Portland, that, that is the ride I take them on. Uh, so we did it with my roommate a couple of weeks ago. And they've actually paved the old Evergreen Highway. So instead of you just going, oh, my like, like, oh, God, my brain, uh, it's a smooth cruise all the way down.
1: No way. Yeah,
0: it's pretty nice.
1: That is kind of nice. So I think oh, we kind of like have to do it. <laughs> there's a part of me that sort of liked. The, yeah. Like, you know, I'm the, with the you. jarring. I'm
0: totally like it's it's the like. You remember the old, but appreciate the new. Yeah, yeah. And like the cynical part of me was like, well, they built enough mansions up on this hill. <laughs> like, <laughs> now it's finally paved. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> like,
0: yeah like I said, the, I mean, the cynical part of me. You're not wrong. Um, but at the same time, like fresh, fresh asphalt, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice smooth it, cruise. You know, it's all right. This is what gentrification can do for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like $8 million mansions in. Like new, anyway. <laughs> I'm just not gonna go there today. <laughs> Suffice to say, it happens at night. There's few drivers out. It's wonderful. There's a new route, uh which ties more into the parkway than it has in previous years on Ooh. the lower section. Okay, and we've got pavement on the top. So you know what? Shit, we've got to do the Guthrie ride we, again.
1: We gots to do it.
0: All right. I'm going going home to the calendar. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm glad. If we hadn't had this episode, it might not have happened. Well,
1: (laughs) you know, I guess since we mentioned... We've been talking about palooza Just a little. And we mentioned a calendar. I suppose is time. What's it time for? That was good timing, Guthrie. Thanks. The second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis.
0: The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party.
1: Also, the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party.
0: Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party.
1: The last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party.
0: And the first Saturday of every month, the Civil Unrest Ride.
1: Every second Sunday of every month, here in Portland, the Eye Bike Club Ride. <coughs>
0: May 15th. The Santa Cruz Ride of Silence in Memory of Friends and Loved Ones Killed by Car Drivers While Riding Bikes meets at Abbott Square for a 6.30 p.m. departure. Greg encourages listeners to seek out a Ride of Silence event in your town.
1: Which reminds me.
0: Which is literally yesterday.
1: Oh, yes it was. But huh. I'd like to know what how that went, Greg. Yeah, and um,
0: to to our um, person who invited me to the event in Bend, yes. Oregon. Yes. If you are a listener to the show, thank you. I really appreciate it. I was not able to make it to Ben for the ride, um, but thank you. I, but again, it, it is received.
1: There are ride of silences, rides of silence in other towns. Yes. Go find one or make one happen. Yes, please do. I think it's important work. Oh, yeah. May 17th through 19th. Hey, that's tomorrow. What? And the next day and the day what? after that. Holy crap. It's all coming together. It just snuck right up on us, even though we've been reading this for several weeks in a row. Filmed by bike, it's happening. The opening of the high holidays.
0: (laughs) Cruising us into June, you get your nice little taster, and uh, then a month of bike fun. So, how can you go wrong? Yes. Uh, May 26th, the P-Town Throwdown 2019 at Daddy's Board Shop.
1: June 15th, the Analog Alley Cat.
0: Such a great concept. July 20th, Gorge
1: Pedal. And some upcoming film by bike tour dates champagne Urbana, May 29th. Crested Butte, Colorado, June 27th. Dallas, Texas, June 29th. Detroit, July 12th. Missoula, Montana, September 15th. Bendigo, Australia, October 4th. And Akron, Ohio, November 3rd. Oh, yeah. And. We may not have headlines again, but you know what we do have? What have we got? You got me bumping into stuff.
0: It was an elegant bump. Oh, thanks. Ten points out of ten. Style.
1: Okay, I actually have to dive into my inbox for this one. Are you you getting spiders? By the way, I've seen a like couple, in the studio. Yeah, I've seen a in couple our house. Like, yeah, like drop not in the down. studio. Oh, I've seen a couple drop. Down oh, really? We were, yeah.
0: Interesting. You know, we have got mail, and yes. uh, we don't have headlines. But but if you have something that you think should be a headline, please send us mail or headlines. Yes. Not because we're like crazy desperate or anything, but we do like reading things and. Appreciate your input. So, if you want to direct our conversation, so let us know.
1: Yes, I, I'm gonna backpedal slightly and say we do have one headline. Yep, Brock sent to us uh, from the Willamette Week.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, what were you thinking? Uh, no, it's all You're good. You're just like I'm
1: hoping for whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, okay. it's a, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> from the Willamette Week. Uh, <laughs> So they're doing like, you know, a best of Portland issue (laughs) as they, as they do. Yep. And they're doing best local podcast.
0: Wait, we got best local podcast. Did we? I don't know. No. Tell me now.
1: We're not even in the running. Son of a (laughs) gun. We've got our work cut out for us. (laughs) Here's, here's something funny. Uh, So here are all the, there are five finalists here that you can vote for. And to be clear, I am not denigrating any one of these podcasts. Noted. Okay, I've just never heard of them. We're <laughs> <laughs> probably not that cool, Aaron. Uh, I guess we're not, which is why we're not one of the five finalists.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know where to go to find the good stuff:
1: the Broken Glass Podcast, Dumb and Busted, Periodic Events, Spec Script. Actually, that sounds familiar. Is that like a? Uh, I could see that somehow being associated with um, Portland at the Movies podcast, Hmm. which also is not one of the five finalists. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah. And watch out for fireballs. So, of those five, you can go to Willamette Week. um, Just Google it. I don't know their URL. uh, And vote for those. Or write us in. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a write I don't know if that's an option. (laughs) That would be cool if it was. (laughs) Um
0: that's but who are these yeah i gonna say <laughs> i mean like i'm either gonna be coming I, off as like ignorant or not someone who listens to i will say
1: of, i'm totally ignorant of of this and and i'm, I'm okay I've with being heard of ignorant because those. ignorant just means uninformed and so now i'm informed and i've got Boo-yah. some podcasts to sample boo yeah because <laughs> they're at least five of the best local podcasts
0: <laughs> well it gives eh. some fodder for the ears
1: Yes. Um so into our mail though. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. We have some interesting pieces of mail. That we do. So we get a number of pieces of junk mail. Most of them are pretty just standard, you know it's a bot. This one's kind of interesting. The bots have gotten smarter. The bots are evolving. This one says, Hello, this Antoine. I will like to know if you do bicycle repair and do you accept credit card as form of payment?
0: The answer is yes. Also, sorry, we're not bike repair. And third,
1: check with your local shop.
2: I'll bet <laughs> they'll hook you up.
1: The, they'll hook you up. Um, and then another one that I really liked. Or was it not there? I think not only are the bots getting smarter,
0: they figured out we're bicycle related, so <laughs> credit where credit's well, due.
1: They're more active because yes. I've been getting a lot of bot phone calls too.
0: Oh, god. Are Don't you, even get me started. Are you started. getting those? Uh, have I been getting them? <laughs> <laughs> like, do we have another 30 minutes?
1: Well, here, let me play. I've been getting the same message. Uh, let's see, since yesterday, I have... 10, 10 calls from an unknown caller... It's probably really important. All all the same voicemail and I'll play it for you now. Oh, transcription not available. No. Ten voicemails. They're all that.
0: Nice. <laughs> Those are my favorite voicemails. Because <laughs> you can delete them that much faster. Yes. So you you're asking have I gotten phone calls? Do you
1: get, do you get bot calls? So
0: I've dived deep into the world of bot calls and, and spam. And essentially uh, what has been happening over the last two and a half years is I think because my phone number is on the internet, whoops. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I basically learn that lesson, huh? Well, I mean, it's cost of doing business. Oh yeah. the, My voicemail up until pretty recently, actually, was almost verbatim, like, Hi, you've reached Guthrie. If you've received this call in error, I don't recognize this number. This is a spam call that was perpetrated by bots that were spoofing my number. Please leave a message if you'd like a reply. Because, like, literally, I get 30 or 40 calls a day. And uh, it was pretty funny because one time the phone number my phone number was spoofed to the attorney general's office of oregon so the attorney oh. general like called me back and was like oh what was this and i was like well you should probably look into it because it wasn't me yeah uh, but
1: oh my god yeah i
0: just don't i don't answer my phone anymore actually if oh. if i get a call um I, i'm trying to remember what my voicemail says now but it's something along the lines of like please leave a message and i'll get back to you um it, that's another reason why i just keep my phone on silent these days is because um. Similar to emails, phone calls are now no longer sacred.
2: Oh,
0: and uh, yeah, it's it's an epidemic. Basically, like my my phone has been spoofed uh, like 30 40 times a day, and uh, so you get like I get angry voicemails. I get people calling me from like Salem or people calling from Forest Grove who are like, "Why the f are you calling me? Like you son of a like, yeah, s- stop bugging me!" And I'm just like, "It's literally not me." Yeah. <laughs> So, oh. yeah, oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait do for the have, FCC like, to, like, get on that shit. Do you have something like that <laughs> on your... Not under AgitPi, but <laughs> obviously. Uh. Sorry, I didn't mean to down it. Let's go
1: back up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last one last uh, bot mail here. All righty. My name is... I'm I'm actually... This might actually be someone's actual name, so I'm not going to say this, this person's name, even though I'm sure it's a bot. You know, it's like spoofing your number. Mm-hmm. My name is Blank from Colorado. I have been on the lookout for some artworks lately in regards to I and my wife's anniversary, which is just around the corner. I stormed on some of your works, which I found quite impressive and intriguing. I must admit you're doing quite an impressive job. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. You are undoubtedly good at what you do. Appreciate it. Awesome. I would like to be of help if you could send some pictures of your piece of works with their respective prices and sizes, which are ready for immediate or close to immediate sales. My budget for this is within the price range of five hundred five hundred to six thousand (laughs) dollars. Big money, big money, big money. I look forward to reading from you in a view to knowing more about your pieces of inventory.
0: So, what was funny about this one is I had my art show posted on my website a Uh couple months ago, like, Uh up until very recently. Oh. And I was like, probably 0% chance, but, like, theoretically, what if 1% chance?
1: What if he found you through us?
0: I, you know, I have to wonder because... There is a possibility that it exists. Well,
1: get in touch with this guy from Colorado. Nice. See if him and his wife's anniversary, <laughs> well, which I've, is just around the corner. I've Weird. got the
0: photos on Google Drive. I was like, some, semi-tempted to send a link. Yeah, I mean, usually how that scam goes <laughs> you is, go. you know, that the transaction occurs, you send the piece, they cancel the card, and you're like, oh, well, shit, now I'm out of artwork. <laughs> um, I'm guessing it's spam. Like it's gonna go hundred percent on that one. <laughs> but God is it tempting to troll with the trolls.
1: Well, you know, this is a good time to mention we don't ever actually push this because it's not it's not a thing we have as far as inventory for sale, but we do have like some kind of spreadsheet site oh. okay. where you can get yourself a sprocket mug. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Is that
0: the one? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm remembering. It's coming back.
1: <laughs> that Like like that one right there. Christmas um, 2018. Yes. So if you do want to spend nowhere near 500 to $6,000 on a piece of artworks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's there. We have a link to it. Unless we stopped. Who knows? That's, you know, it just occurred to me. Maybe we don't have that anymore
0: i, I just w- w- not knowing otherwise would like to go out and say we, we just kind of appreciate you listening
1: that's but that's yeah all. just thanks for listening yeah like, really like even, you don't have
0: to do anything if you're listening if you want, that's great
1: wanted to buy a mug great but like that's that's totally cool you don't need to buy a mug either yeah
0: thanks for lending your ear as the monty python would say
1: okay do you want some real mail
0: let's real mail it up
1: okay here is something from our good friend Tim Mooney. Tim Mooney. Hello,
4: Rocket Podcast from the geographic center of the great state of Ohio, the Buckeye State. It is I, Tim Mooney, being very strange here in the middle of uh, uh, Ohio, literally the middle of Ohio, uh, just to say hello and looking forward to our podcast palooza ride and uh much much more i'm uh i, I bike here from dc and I, I i may have heard about all of that that'll be coming up on subsequent episodes of the pedal shift project but before that podcast palooza june i'm excited i have nothing else to say i just got it call bye
1: but he does have something else to say because here's another voicemail from tim mooney
4: Hello, Sprocket Podcast. It is Tim Mooney, and we are in, are we still in Columbus? Yeah. We're still in Columbus, and I'm here with Chris Barron. Chris Barron! <gasps> Chris, and Chris Barron!
0: Chris Barron!
4: And I'm also here with Doug and Michelle as well. I don't know, do you guys listen to the show? Okay, Doug listen to the show. Thanks, hey, Doug. Hey, how's it
2: going, Doug? Hey, Doug. Hello.
4: We're eating donuts. I, I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? no. None of the Chris Barons have anything else to say. <laughs> thank you for your patronage uh, uh,
1: for everyone. Ah, thank uh, I thank you for I the calls.
0: Okay, yeah. I thought you said quite a lot. Well, <laughs> nothing else to say. Two voicemails. Look at that <laughs> Two guy. Two
1: voicemails, both ending with, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I have nothing more to say.
0: Love it. Well, if you uh, have nothing else to say, feel free to nothing else soon. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? It might even turn into something.
1: Um, I just Thanks thought to... of this another another piece of news, mm-hmm. um, somewhat family related, but also bike related. Dig it. We talked two episodes ago, I believe, with my little brother, my younger brother. Two episodes ago, um, oh yes, because Brock was the host. You're like you're like looking at me like we did. <laughs> and I just I just realized like. You weren't there. Oh, okay. You, you well, were... it all
0: makes a lot more sense now.
1: <laughs> you were at the
0: Redwoods. See, I was just thinking I went crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> Not mine. this time. Still intact. Mostly.
1: Um, anyways, we talked. Uh, he's doing a charity ride with Team Negroni in Hawaii, and he is uh, soliciting... Donations for this charity. It is a charity specifically for people in the service industry, uh, bartenders and servers um uh, who need some extra help paying for medical expenses because surprise, surprise, working working behind the bar doesn't always get you the insurance that you need. Hmm. Um so anyways. He had solicited some don some donations, and a few of you have responded and thank you so much. Um, he is already halfway to his lofty goal. and so hooray, uh, yet I don't have the the link right on me. We have posted it on our site and um, we should repost it this week because this might be his last I think this is his last week to have donations sent. But thank you all for donating. Hooray. Awesome. Um, and yeah, he made a lofty goal. Even if he doesn't make it, I think he's still like raised quite a, quite a bit of money for this charity. And, um, that is in no small part to you guys. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. As always send us some mail. If you got a headline you think is important, would love to read it. Yeah. And most importantly, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio. Thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Call or text to 503-847-9774.
0: Twitter and the Instagrams at sprocketpodcast.com.
1: Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music.
0: Hurtbird, for our headline sounder. And Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melengard, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski. Tim Mooney, thanks for writing. Hey, yes. Hey, hey, hey,
1: calling. <laughs> right calling. <laughs> Glenn Kubish. Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Todd Parker. Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler. Dave Knows. Chris Smith, Caleb Jacobson, JP Cooley,
0: Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom,
1: Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna,
0: Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G.,
1: Guthrie Straw, who's sitting across from me. Oh, hi there. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons, founder of the Regranary, and mover and deconstructor of sheds.
0: Yeah, campsite. McNurse, David Nathan Bolton
1: Chris Rossin Rory in Michigan Michael Flournoy
0: Jeremy Kitchen David Belay Tim
1: Coleman Harry Hugo, E.J. Finner, and Brad Hipwell
0: Thomas Skato Keith Hutchinson Ranger Tom Joyce
1: Wilson Ryan Tam Derek Wagner
0: Jason Oftenberg, Mike Grocosin, Publishing David Moore
1: Chris Barron Oh, Todd Grosbeck Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just
0: did that That's so embarrassing
1: Todd Grosbeck Chris Barron Chris, Chris Barron, Barron Chris Barron!
0: Thanks for talking on Tim's po- phone. Oh <laughs> Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Kaka! <coughs> Marshall, Paula, Funatake Cyclecraft.
1: We'll be riding together soon, Paula. Philip M, Spartandale, no relation.
0: Mr. T, who never really left. Bike
1: Initiative, Kiwana, Sarah G, Adam D. And our newest Patreon, Go Dig a Hole. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. One of these weeks. You mean like actually sing live yeah. We Got Mail? Yeah. Not this week. Not this week? <laughs> you want to try? we We got got mail mail. hey we got mail (laughs) fuck yeah all right uh that was fun now brock's gonna take that and go with it (laughs)